Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right, let's get uh, Michael Felder in here. A much lighter note on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Let's talk a little football. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys doing? We are great. It's raining here, and that's cool. Uh, we talked about this a couple weeks yeah, ago. It's, it's better than it being super hot. True. I used to live in an apartment for a few years, and I just moved into a house, and it is amazing how just that one little thing has changed my entire position on rain. I used to be so pissed when it rained, and now I'm like, oh, good. I won't have to water anything this week. That'll be nice. So yeah. I'm like a real grown-up now, oh, Michael. By the way, talked to one of your friends on uh, Monday, Clint Sterner. Did you really? Yeah, man. I did a show with Clint Sterner, George Whitfield, for that field of 12. And, uh, oh, that's awesome. He, listen, he said, hey, I think Arkansas might be the third best team in the SEC. Okay. I'm more interested in what you so, think. Clint's a homer. What do you think? I think, they sh- I, I think that they should be in the discussion. I think they should be, for me, right now, if you're Arkansas, if you're Texas A&M, if you're Tennessee, and if you're um, – if you're Kentucky, yep. on both sides, you should be saying, why not us? Mm-hmm. Why can't we be right behind Georgia and Alabama? I think that's a great point. And I, I love those teams that you mentioned, too. I think you're exactly right. Kentucky, obviously, has had the, the back and forth with the basketball and football programs over the last week, which has been fun to watch because everybody else's misery is our joy. But for Arkansas, you're right. There are a lot of people with some high expectations. Longtime sports writer Wally Hall, I keep quoting this, but I'm reading the paper Sunday. Michael, he predicts 10-2 and two for Arkansas. I was like, wow, that's a best-case scenario, i got to think. But – you can't say it's impossible. It, it doesn't feel impossible. They, With the exception of the Alabama game, I think that they should walk onto the field every week thinking we should win. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I'm excited. Wes said they should beat Alabama too. <laughs> they could. <laughs> they could. Michael, I saw some people talking, just the talking heads, and I wasn't really listening because I was in the gym, but they had a little, they had a little uh, headline up there, and it said, is this the best Alabama team ever? Where, where do you rank this team with a Heisman Trophy quarterback returning? How, how good is this Alabama team? But if we talked to Eli Gold about this every year, too. Alabama really has nobody to compare itself to except for Alabama from previous years. So where do you rank them? I don't think this is the best team I've ever had. I just, I just truly don't. I, I, think that this is a, I think this team is better than last year's team, and last year's team made the national championship, so that mm-hmm. should be the expectation. I don't think this is the best team I've ever had. I, and, here's the, and this is kind of the little caveat that I throw in there. I think they're playing in a better system than they've ever had, uh, specifically offensively. Um, but can you imagine if we got the Mark Ingram, Julio Jones, Glenn Car- like we had all those guys, mm-hmm. and they were playing in this offensive system with with a guy like a Bryce Young or a guy like a like a Tua instead of having you know AJ instead of having AJ just being okay getting by with AJ McCarron and mm-hmm. Greg McElroy, and so. That's the part that I, I kind of struggle with. Yeah. I, um, it, it, it feels weird yeah. because they could have been so – like, remember – like, think about this. Remember, Alabama used to just throw to one receiver the entire season. <laughs> like, it was – they're like, okay, we're just going to throw to Amari Cooper. We're just going to throw to Julio Jones. We're just going to give the ball to um, – Derrick Henry? Davis. We're, we're just going to give the ball to Derrick Henry. We're just going to give the ball to Trent Richardson. And that's all we're going to do because that's enough for us to win every game. Yeah, those dudes are really and good. now, now they're distributing the ball. Now we've got a, we've got a real point guard at quarterback, mm-hmm. not a game manager. You know, you got this is this is the difference between having like Cliff Paul and and Mark Jackson. Like they're two they play the same position, but they do completely different things. So I, I just think that 
those teams, a lot of their growth was stunted, but also their defenses were bad. And we still, I don't, I don't trust Alabama's linebackers. I don't think they have anybody that compares to like Lyndon Collins or, or, um, or even, I, listen, I don't even know if they've got a Vinny Sunsteri on this on this squadron right now. Mm. And that's so it's 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 give and take. But remember the run they had at linebacker where they had Rolando McLean and Dante Hightower and. DK Mosley and and those guys made things work. And then remember the off when they had Ashawn Robinson and Josh and Ashawn Robinson and um, Kid Creek. What was the other big boy that got drafted by the by the Commanders? Now I remembered to say the right name. They got they got drafted by them. They had all these big guys up front, and I don't I don't trust their big guys up front right now. I love their pass rush, obviously with Will Anderson, but they've kind of morphed that defense from being really like a boa constrictor soul crusher into. I guess we have to get to the quarterback because that's the only way to combat these, these new uh, new school offenses. Yeah. Talking to Michael Felder on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. That's why Arkansas is just going to line up and pound it down Alabama's throat and just run it. Oof, Wes, you shouldn't be drinking. you got to do TV later. Um, <laughs> Michael, this is what I put up with every day, this guy over here. Captain Captain uh, Optimism over here, and he's usually I usually call him the Westimus because he's usually very negative, but now he's pumping too much sunshine, and if things don't go well, people are going to be no calling him going crazy. happy medium with you. No, there it's is. one way or the other. Well, that's just the way you are. You're very negative or you're very positive. Like, you, can you just be reasonable? Nine and three is reasonable. Nine and three is very optimistic, I think. Anyway. I think nine and three is reasonable. Okay. Thank you. You know what? I'm wrong. Fine. I'll take it. I trust Michael. Uh, so, we were talking about defense for Arkansas today. We've talked a lot about the offense. I feel really, really good. And the, the receiving news, and you look at the roster, I mean, it's a little better maybe than I thought it was going to be. But the other piece of the offense you feel really good about. Defensively, our question today is, who's the defensive MVP for Arkansas? And Catalan is an obvious potential choice. Uh, yeah. Bumper Pool is another one. And Drew Sanders, the Alabama transfer, is apparently having a great camp, and no surprise. Apparently he's been wreaking havoc in the in the pass rush. Um, anybody else you think that's got a shot, or you like that that collection of guys? No, I think that's a, I think I think I think Catalan, I think um and obviously you mentioned the, the transfer and Bumper Pool, I think that's a great I mean, why I think that's a great start. I wanna see the honestly the biggest question that I have is who replaces uh, what's his name, Big Boy in the middle, Ridgeway. Yep. That's the that's the real question is is filling in for him. Who who replaces him because I think that defense started right through the middle and it started with him. He controlled that middle, he forced bounce bounce everything that bounced. Those linebackers moved to make tackles. Those corners came down and covered two to make tackles, or the safeties came down and covered three to make tackles. And so I, I think that's, that's going to be the key. And obviously, it, whether it's Nichols or Williams, or and, and there's, who's the other transfer they got in there? Terry um, Hampton. Who is it? Terry, Terry Hampton, Hampton from Arkansas State. Terry Hampton. Yeah, like they, like they need somebody through the middle to be stout so that you can force bounce so that everything plays to the sideline. That's, and I know that's like a – probably a weird way to look at football but like the way that i see it is like they do gap fits but you force bounce once you can force that bounce and you can fill everything to the edges then those other guys can go make play the ap poll came out recently michael and arkansas is going to play five top 25 teams but tennessee's just outside the top 25 texas iowa penn state lsu was next i am a little more optimistic than some on lsu what do you think brian kelly looks like in his first year are you still optimistic after finding out that Miles Brennan has just decided to retire when they told him, um, <laughs> even though you've been taking first team reps, you're not going to be the starter? Yeah, we talked to uh, Matt Moscona from down there yesterday from ESPN Radio, and 
kind of got a little more backstory on him. He wants to go uh, apparently run the family business. He'd rather he'd rather eat Cajun food than get hit by defensive linemen. I really can't blame the kid. He's a lot smarter than I thought yeah, he was. No, that's, I think most people would pick that too, but it was I think the final straw was not getting the not getting the job. Even though he's been and talking to folks who've been who watched spring, watch camp, they're like, "Yeah, he's going to be the starter." And then finding out, "Nope, not you." So, mm-hmm. I'm sure that was a a blow to his ego. Yeah. I don't know how I, I don't what what are we going to get out of LSU this year? Am I giving Brian Kelly that? too much credit? I guess is what my question is. Um I don't know. I I I've, I've circled around this uh, a million times. And I, I talked to George Whitfield, and Whitfield said that, uh, who's quarterback coach, he said that um, Brian Kelly can really coach because he's a really good coach. He goes, but the guys have to buy, and I said, but the guys have to buy in. And he goes, and that's the part where I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't buy into one of their own in Ed Orgeron, mm-hmm. and they don't buy into a player's coach, they don't do what he tells them to do, they still freelance on defense specifically, which is why Bo Pelini got fired. They don't buy into him. How are they going to buy into Brian Kelly? Because Brian Kelly coached hard. And I don't know. I don't know if you can coach these kids hard. I don't know if they'll. This, this isn't Midwest Catholic school white kids, right? Mm-hmm. These are kids from the south, hmm. and they're used to like it's a different way, and they're not used to just this rig, like a, a hard, rigid structure. They're used to doing what they do, and as long as they're good, everything's going to be okay. And I don't think one way is better than the other. I just think that it's a different world. So I wonder how he takes to that world because this is going to be a really interesting experiment of bringing somebody from the outside inside. And that's going to be the part that I think is that, look, if the kids take to him and they appreciate him, they respect him, and they do what they're told, then it's going to work. But if they push back against him and they start to freelance, it could be a disaster. I look at their last, it's really the last two months for LSU, but they got Tennessee at home, go to Florida, Ole Miss at home, Alabama, at Arkansas. Hey, they get UAB, but then they finish at Texas A&M. And I'm like, I mean, they could lose six of those. They could lose five. They could go three and five there. I I just think that that's a difficult finishing schedule for them. It's really tough, but what do we expect from Florida? Yeah, like wow. Napier, I don't know. Napier, yep. year one, Anthony Richardson, and dynamic athlete. Don't know if he's a good quarterback. What? How many weapons do they have? Justin Shorter and who else? So this is all. It's this is this is for the first time in a long time, and that's why that's why I mentioned Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas, and A um, and M. Yeah. You've got this transition going on at places like LSU. You've got I, – who? I don't understand what's happening at Auburn anyways. It's, it's <laughs> like Auburn tries to set themselves up so that they can fire their coach. And, it, and so we'll see what happens there. But then you've got transition at Florida. We've got new quarterback at South Carolina. You've got all these other parts moving around. And so the SEC, this is for the first time in the ultimate field, with the exception of Alabama and Georgia, it feels very wide open every, everywhere underneath it. Who do you think's better, Ole Miss or Mississippi State? Ooh. I want to pick Lane Kiffin over Leach every day. I, 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 I know that he's got what, Will Rogers down there, and he's probably going to break every Mississippi State passing um, record. But with Jackson Dart coming in and Lane Kiffin's ability to kind of 
manipulate teams. I know they lost Jeff Levy, um, which is that, that, but Blaine Kiffin still wants to run the offense anyway, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter nearly as much as like Oklahoma State losing um, no to Ohio State. But I, I think that Ole Miss is a team that is, well, I mean, they, they both are fine with not playing defense, really. So, like, it's, what are they going to score? They're going to have to score 45 points a game to win, both of them, right? Have you looked at Ole Miss's schedule? No, I have not. Let me, I'm, you know what? I'm going to pull it up right I now. I got it. I got it Don't for you. Don't tell me. All Don't right. tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I hadn't seen it either it right until now. yesterday, and I, I was just blown away. Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, win, win, win. Tulsa, win. Kentucky, tough game. Vandy, win. Auburn, they should win. LSU, they should win. At A&M, tough game. Alabama, tough game. And then... The Hogs, tough game. So they have four tough games on their schedule, and then they play Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl. Yeah, Moscone pointed out they could be 8 0. I mean, if they beat yeah. Kentucky at home and yeah. go to Baton Rouge and beat LSU, they could be 8 0, and we, and we still may not know how good they are. Yep. <laughs> it, it could be. Remember that year? The, remember that year, 2015 maybe or 2014? I don't remember which one it was, but Ole Miss and Mississippi State were both. In the top five? Yeah. That was Dak. Dak Prescott at Mississippi State, and they were number one in the very first rankings. Yes. This this could be that again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because Mississippi State, I mean, they play – they've got Memphis, Arizona. They should win both. Although, the Memphis game is going to be interesting because you remember how that game worked out last mm-hmm. year yeah. where – the, they touched the ball, and then the Memphis player picked it up and just took off running. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is such heads up. I, that was, I keep forgetting that that might be my most heads up play of the year. Yeah, I, I always talk about the Nicobe Dean play in the Michigan game and in the Alabama International Championship game. But, I mean, I forget about that one, but that was a heck of a play. That's, that's heads up stuff. That's a rule that most people don't even know exists. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a huge play. I actually won that, that pick. That was one of the like three picks I got right last year. It was great. Uh, we're talking to Michael Felder on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Um, you talked about a few teams, Michael, including Arkansas. Who do you think has the best chance to represent their division in the SEC championship, not named Alabama or Georgia? Those four teams I mentioned. Which, right? which, one's, the, which one's your Arkansas. favorite, though? Which one do you think is the most likely? My favorite, my favorite is Arkansas and Tennessee on either side. Hmm. I, I'm not in love with a Yeah. I don't, I don't love A&M. I think they lost some pieces that are pretty critical on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of those pieces is Mike Elko. So yeah. I, I think that, that's going to that's gonna hurt them a little bit. The other thing that I, 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 I really I, – I just love the, the discipline. And I'm, I'm a big discipline and accountability guy. And Sam Pittman has – he gets that out of his team, and it's built into the culture of this program already. didn't take long for it to happen. So I think that's important. And then on the other side with Tennessee – I think Heifel's going to be productive. I think Heifel does something that um, that 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 like he he brings an energy to the game that I do think bothers Nick. Like he he brings similar to Lane Kiffin, he brings an energy to that game to the game that bothers Saban and Kirby Smart. And I know he didn't beat either of them a season ago, but he's going to keep being himself. He's not going to do. Uh, and this is my biggest beef. We talked about that, that Mississippi State-Dak Prescott season. My biggest beef with um, with Mullen during that season 
uh, was when he played Alabama, and they packed it in and tried to keep the game close and keep it low scoring instead of making Alabama uncomfortable and stressing them out. I think Heupel knows that the only way that he can beat these teams, it's not going to be a punching contest. It's going to have to be a, a, a track meet, and he's willing to do it. And obviously, Hendon Hooker is a guy that I don't think he gets mentioned nearly enough because we, we talk so much about Bryce Young and we talk so much about C.J. Stroud. And people are bringing up Will Levis as a guy that's a possible first-rounder. But I think Hendon Hooker belongs in this discussion as one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. Um, same with K.J. Jefferson. Obviously, we talked about him plenty. Um, so I think that they're going to be willing to push tempo, push pace, and create opportunities for Alabama to make mistakes. And like, I don't think folks realize this, but the spread is called the spread for a reason. It's to create space. So when you create one-on-one matchups, there's much more space to create. Uh, there's much more opportunity to create mistakes from the defense. And I think that's going to be the key uh, to Hypo, which is why I'd slide them in that number two spot. Kentucky doesn't like to spread it out. They don't want to push tempo. They're going to try to outplay. They're going to try to outrock up Alabama or, or, or Georgia, and you're not going to outrock them. Those teams are yoked up. Do you like the way uh, Mark Stoops handled John Calipari and his comments? I did not see it. I'm, I will admit this. I had to go to my wife's 20th high school reunion this weekend or I, last weekend, so I was a little unplugged. <clears throat> you missed a good one. It was fun. Yeah. It was good okay. for a day. Yeah. Well, we're always looking for I, I will fun look stuff. it up while I'm on my way home from the studio. Well, Michael, we're talking football, which is nice. We're not too far away. It's hard to believe. I guess the next time we have you on, we'll be talking about the first week's games. Actually, are yeah, there some games? Zero, that, right? Do we have the game? Uh, there's gotta, is there a game the weekend of the 27th? Surely there's a game. Yeah, next week. Zero, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be recapping a couple games maybe and looking ahead to Arkansas's first opponent with Cincinnati. Arkansas is about a touchdown favorite. That should be pretty good opener. It's about as good a home opener as Arkansas has had in recent history. Two top 25 teams. Yep, it's pretty awesome. So, Michael, I appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. Dude, it's always fantastic. You guys take it easy. All right, Thanks, buddy. Man. Thank Later. you.